Well, good morning, New Hope. How's everyone doing? Good. All you guys get to sleep in for the second service. It's fantastic. Want to welcome you guys. Thanks for being here as well as those that are online. Thank you for joining us. We want you to know that you are a part of our family as well. And we pray that you continue to be drawn into what God is doing, not just in your life, but here at New Hope as well. But as we're continuing in this series on prayer, wanted to uh, kind of review where we've been at. Now, you need to understand something. I don't get to speak very much, so I have a lot to say. <laughs> so I'm just kidding. We won't be here for that long. So um, it is awesome to see how many people have been coming out for uh, the 21 days of prayer. If, if you have not, it's okay. You can start to gain momentum as well. We have had some great time to uh, put in place some things that have given us some good habits. We've put some things in place that uh, really help us in our relationship and growing in the Lord. So like Bethany had mentioned, the uh, Pray First app, all these things are on the New Hope, the My New, no, newhope.in. You can find this information. You can find these helps. I highly encourage you guys, go on there. They will help you. It's, they're simple helps just to come alongside of you, whether to jumpstart you or to continue to uh, help you grow in your relationship with the Lord. <clears throat> so we have been in this series on prayer and we've covered the P and the R, which is the pause and the rejoice. And we gonna, we're going to continue with the A and the Y, which is the ask and the yield. We're going to be talking about those two things, ask and yield. That's my message. You guys are all dismissed. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start off in 1 Thessalonians 5. 1 Thessalonians 5. 16. It says, be joyful always, pray continuously, continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You see, it's one thing to be able to identify in that, but our hope is that you will, you will recognize that prayer and talking to God doesn't have to be over-spiritualized, it doesn't have to be something that's just a religious thing that you do to cross off on your list. But really, prayer is simply talking to God. Prayer is simply your communication with him. You have a friend that you want to talk to, that you want to tell things to, difficult things or even joyful things. That is the relationship God wants with you. That is what prayer should be. Now, some of these points we've given you, again, are as just jump starters to, to take that P as to pause and to take a moment and recognize who God is and to take time to uh, just pause in your own life to recognize, man, I need somebody. I need the Lord, the creator who knows me better than I know myself. Let's take some time to connect with him. We can rejoice and recognize that, man, he has plans and a future for us that are so good. He wants those plans for us more than we want those plans for us. 
He wants that relationship with us more than we want that relationship with him and for us. He created a way, he gave his only son that he would prepare a way for us to have that relationship with him. So again, today we get to the ask and the yield portion of this. Um, a couple weeks ago, actually it was a couple months ago now, um, I was praying about some things that were just heavy on my heart. And I don't know about you, but perhaps there's things that have come into your life that they're just constantly on your mind. And I was thinking about some things, giving, giving, um, asking the Lord about these things and saying, Lord, what's going to happen next? Help me to understand this. Why is this happening to me? Those kind of things. And I was just being straight with the Lord. You know, he's, he is not afraid to hear what's on our heart. Tell him what's going on in your life. He's not afraid. Trust me, there isn't anything he hasn't heard already. So just shoot, if things, if things absolutely stink, tell him. Lord, I am having such a difficult time with this now. Help me to understand what you are doing. Show me what you're doing in this situation. And um, so I was going throughout my day. I was praying about this. And it, like I said, it was heavy on my heart. And I believe the Lord gave me a spiritual sign. And he showed me in this time, I was actually praying as I was, I was in the drive through of Culver's, actually. And the Lord gave me this very spiritual sign. And it said this. Everything you order is prepared just for you. Only after you order it. It's how we are sure your food will be hot, fresh, and worth the wait. Now, it may be odd, but sometimes the Lord speaks to me in different ways. But he spoke to me through this sign. And he was telling me, listen, you've given this to me. I'm taking care of it. It's going to be what you need. It may not be what you think you need, but it's going to be what you need. And if you hold on, if you just hold on and you let me handle this, it will be worth the wait. I was like, all right, Lord. All right. It wasn't quite scripture. It wasn't in the, uh, the, the canon of scripture, but it spoke to me. And I believe the truths of it ring true for me that the, if we give the Lord things and we put these things in his hand, he's willing to uh, hear our needs and not only just willing to, but he wants to engage with us that if we will yield these things to him, if we will give these, uh, share these things that are on our heart with him, he's preparing something that's greater than what we can think or imagine. So, so why do we pray? It's because God wants to have this communication with us. He calls each one of us and he wants this relationship with us. You see, we are able to step beyond just our flesh and understand that we are able to engage the supernatural. That, do you realize, I think sometimes because we live day to day, you know, we have... Uh, this life that we live in the flesh, sometimes we miss the fact that 
We are spiritual beings wrapped in flesh. We're not just flesh that has a small part of the spirit within us. Does that make sense? And so what would happen if we lived in the supernatural as well? If we lived in a way that allows God's power to work in us. Ephesians 3 says this, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all we can ask or think according to the power that, it, that works within us. You see, when we pray, it gives us this perspective. Let's break this down for a minute. Sometimes I think we see scripture, perhaps um, we've seen this scripture before, or there's times where we read over scripture that we've seen, but I want to encourage you, pray scripture, read scripture, be intentional with what you are reading. In, in your prayer time, in your devotional time, or just reading when you have a few minutes at work and you're on the app, as you're reading the scripture, pause to read what it is saying. So something like this, in Ephesians 3.20, the scripture we just read, this is what it says. Now to him who is able, pause. He is able. Church, it's he is the one that spoke the world into existence when he's the one that's able to speak and where there was nothing, he can create something. Yes. To him who's able, there are times in our life where we look at situations where there's no way. What in the world? There is no, he is able. You may not see it in the natural, but he is able. To him who is able to do far more. He is able to do far more. Why? He has all resource at his disposal. All resource. Health, peace, strength, healing. He has it all. He has it all. So he's able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. See, he's, at, he's telling us, ask. He gives us an opportunity to process and to think through things beyond our imagination. He's able to do far more. And how? According to the power. Whose power? His power. Right? So we, we get to the end of our own strength too oftentimes. We come to the Lord when, when it's our last resort. Right? What if we came to the Lord First, yes, what if we came to the Lord when, when the situation comes up? Not as the last resort, but as our first option. Because it's his power. And it says that works within us. You see, there's, a, there's something supernatural that happens when we ask God to come into a situation and we have the faith to believe that something is going to happen. Something is in place and we are trusting the Lord in these things and we're giving these things to the Lord. We're praying these things. It engages the supernatural when we have a partnership with him. You see, God can, 
He can speak things. He can um, ask us to move in a certain way, but it doesn't happen unless you step out. You have to take that step in order to act, activate that supernatural in your life. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? So to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we can ask or think according to the power that works within us. You see, when you take scripture and you take a moment and you read it and you ask God, what is that saying to me? It's much bigger than just one sentence. Do you follow what I'm saying? So I wanna encourage you during your prayer time, during the times where you're reading scripture, just don't read the scripture, but let the scripture read you. Allow it to speak to your life. Take time to read, uh, to read it and to process it inside of yourself. Because scripture speaks into our life. It aligns us with what God is speaking to us. And too many times, or often we have so many voices that are speaking, uh, we hear in our lives, but in prayer time, it helps us align with him and it reminds us whose voice really matters. What does he speak over you? Sometimes we say, man, I'm such an idiot. Why did I do that? What does he say about you? Who are you in God's eyes? You are more than a conqueror. You are the son of the living God right? You are a son. You are a daughter of his. <laughs> so it tells us whose voice really matters. He says for us not to fear not in Isaiah. He says, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You see, these are scriptures that are all throughout, all throughout the Bible that will speak into your life and draw you closer to him. When we take time to pause, to rejoice, to ask, to yield, because we recognize that his ways are so much higher than ours. He has the power to see us through. He can cause things that weren't there to be there. He can answer, situ answer prayer in, in ways that we never thought we could see happen. He can move in these situations when we give them to him. The, this is a way that we are able to talk to God and we are able to receive what we are asking from him. In Hebrews 4, it says, let us then approach God's throne, with, throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. You see, God wants to meet our needs. I hope that we realize what I hope, I'm hoping to kind of lay the foundation is we can ask because he's able. We can ask because he's able. We can put our full weight on him. When we don't understand, when we're going through difficult situations, no matter what the doctors say, no matter what the bill says, no matter what is happening, we can trust the Lord and his ways. So, The example that Jesus has set for us, the Lord's Prayer is found in Matthew 6, 
9 through 13. I'd like to read the last verse of, when we get to the last verse of this scripture, this is the one that I want to really uh, settle on for a second. But Jesus sets this pattern for us. It says, In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. If you look in uh, the New King James Version or the King James Version, it says, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. For yours is the kingdom It's his kingdom, it's his power, and it's for his glory. We can do things in our own strength, but how how does that work for you? How well does that work for you? But when we step out in his power and in his strength, it's not you that gets the glory, it's him. Because it's not about you, it's about what he can accomplish through you. You see, church, he wants us to bring these things to him. But sometimes the greatest tragedy in life are the prayers that don't happen because we don't pray them. We can tap into that power, but we have to be able to step out and to trust the Lord, trust the Lord with it. It says, ask, seek, knock in Matthew. All these things will happen. Ask. Seek. Knock. In Philippians, it says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. You see, he knows what's best for us and he wants this relationship with us. So we can bring these things to him. He's wanting to have that personal relationship with us. It's been awesome to be able to step into, this, into the prayer times over the past 21 days. A couple days ago, um, I think it was on day 20, uh, I think it was Thursday or Friday. So... Um, the speaker was talking about blind Bartimaeus. And when he got to the scripture, I was like, oh, awesome. I've been studying this because I wanted to present this on Sunday. And then he kind of went through the whole scripture and I was like, well, that's what I was going to be speaking. I was going to use that as part of my message. And I'll let you kind of like behind the veil a little bit when when you're putting together a message to speak. And sometimes you you'll hear a scripture or somebody will be speaking on something, especially like this past week where he started talking about blind Barnabas. And I was like, I was like well, maybe, maybe I should um, look for another example for this. You know, be praying about, Lord, show me another example that I can present. And I thought that for about like one second. And the Lord said, or somebody needs to hear this a second time. So I want to encourage you, if you were here a couple days ago, the Lord, 
The Lord still wants to tell you something about this. I don't know what, I don't, again, I'm just going to be obedient in presenting this to you, whether you're hearing this for the first time or whether you're hearing this for the second time. I want to encourage you to listen up because if you're not if you're not hearing, you may be listening, but I want you to hear what God is speaking to you. You may be hearing this a third time. He may be bringing it across your path again, even if it isn't through me. So I wanted to dive into this just for a moment and talk about blind Bartimaeus and how he brought his requests to the Lord. It's found in Mark 10, Mark 10, 46 through 52. It says, then he came to Jericho, or, or when they came to Jericho, as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. You see, he cried out to Jesus. He knew the one that could meet his need. So he cried out to Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on me. But many rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. You see, there was a crowd. There was a situation. There was more to the story. There was times when we pray but there's a diff the, it, the difficulty seems, it starts getting a little bit bigger than we anticipated. Are we gonna step back and say, oh, okay. No, he said that Bartimaeus shouted even more. He knew that Jesus could meet that need, so he shouted even more. Son of David, have mercy on me. And what happened? Jesus stopped. And he said, call him. He wanted to have words with him. So he, he called Bartimaeus over. And it's amazing here how, how the, uh, the disciples, the crowd, their tune changed after Jesus said, bring him to me. It's amazing. So they, they said, cheer up. On, uh, on your feet, he's calling you. So throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. You see, he had to, he had to put aside, he left his cloak there, all the things that were familiar, the opportunities that he had, you know, they lay their cloak in front of them in order to hopefully catch some more change. But he put his cloak aside, all those things that he was relying on before, all those things that he knew from the past, and he went to Jesus. He gave those things up. And what did Jesus tell him? He said, what do you want me to do for you? Yes. Jesus says to him, and I believe Jesus is saying to you, I don't know what it is. The person next to you, it may be different from the person sitting next to you. But what is it that God is asking of you? What is it that you want? Do you want to grow closer to him? Is there a situation that you're in that you need Jesus to, in, that you need God to, uh, to intercede in? But Jesus asked, what do you want me to do? <laughs> 
the blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. What did he say here? Your faith has healed you. You see, there comes a time when you have to believe even though you don't have the healing yet, even though you don't have the answer yet. He asks you, what is it that you want? Step out. If it's aligning with what God is wanting in your life, if you know and you have been praying, you're not asking amiss, you're not asking selfishly, he's asking you, what do you want? And if you believe, you gotta, you gotta put the faith into it. You have to step out in faith. He said, in your faith has healed you. His faith has healed him. So why pray? Why pray? When we, if we come to the Lord, he's asking us to come to him. We pray because he is able. We pray because it's in alignment with, with uh, his will for our life. So it helps us to kind of, helps us to process sometimes. We don't ask God so we can inform him. He knows, right? But there's something that happens on our end of things. I, I find this with my kids sometimes. When my kids come and they're, they're asking me, oh, we want to do this, we want to do that. I had um, uh, one of my kids, I won't incriminate which one, they, they asked me, we want, we want to go skiing with our friends. And we're going to go to this. They've all been skiing before, so they're really good. I know that I've never been on a mountain, but they're going to show me how to ski on these double diamond, um, these double diamond mountains. And the double diamonds, they're like the toughest mountains to ski on, you know? The most steep and the most difficult. And as they were telling me this, you could tell that as they're talking to me and they're telling me this, it's registering, maybe this isn't a good idea. <laughs> you know, like maybe I might get hurt doing this or, you know. So I wonder if that happens with us when we pray sometimes. When we're praying about things and we're asking for things and we recognize and there's that, that holy pause there for a moment and we recognize maybe this isn't what God really wants for me. Maybe I'm speaking out of hurt or um, wanting to get vengeance on my own or I'm praying about this person or about this situation because I'm hurt. And maybe there's something deeper that I need to work on. You see, so God uses this as an opportunity for us to process what our prayer needs actually are. So, as we're praying, his, his answers may look different. His answers may look different. Um, it was awesome this past weekend to see the kids uh, of our youth group be a part of this, um, this time down at the Y, yeah. where they had 200, 250 kids coming and I know that our youth group prays, God, send people that we would be able to minister to them and we would be able to, to help um, 
help meet their needs, if they're going through a difficult time or, um, you know, they, they come from broken homes or there's difficulty in the situation, they have addictions, how can we reach out to them? Lord, send them to us. But maybe it looked a little different this past weekend. And instead of their prayers being answered by them coming on a Sunday morning, or I'm sorry, on a Wednesday evening or a Sunday morning, they were actually able to go to the Y where there were a hundred, couple hundred kids, a, most, a lot of them unsaved, a lot of them that are going through difficult times, and they were able to be the light of Jesus in that situation. It may not have looked like they, have, they originally prayed or how they thought, but God put them in that situation. Maybe God has put you, you, you ask for God to, to um, for God to allow you to be a light where you are. And maybe he gave, put you on your job so you would be that light. Maybe it didn't look like you thought it would at first. But be faithful where the Lord's put you. Be faithful with the opportunities he's given you. So Lord answers prayers in different ways. So we can pray things for ourselves. We can pray things, uh, we can pray for others and uh, have others come alongside of us. It's important to uh, have people to come alongside of us. I want to uh, take a moment and um, oftentimes we want to pray even for our kids. Um, the Lord really reminded me, it's one thing to pray for my kids, it's another thing to fight for them. It's another thing to fight for my kids and to really be praying over them. So in times when your kids are going through difficult situations, not just pray for them, but fight for them. Men in the church, I want to encourage you. Continue to press into what God has called you to be as the, as the head of your house. Step into that. Grow in that. Just step out just a little bit. The truth is, you and I both, and I, I, guys, just you and me here, just you and me, okay? We know you want to be better. We know that you want to be strong. We know that the God of the universe wants to continue to use you and for you to lead your family for you to lead your own life, to be a strong man. Take some time, step into that, even if it's a small step. Guys, this is a great time to come alongside other guys. We have groups starting here in a couple weeks. Just take a moment, go mynewhope.in, go to groups, check out what things are available. Because guys, what are you fighting for? Who are you fighting with? And just as importantly, who's fighting for you? Who's fighting alongside? Who's got your six? Who's got your back? This is what your family's for. This is why you're here. This is why God has placed you at New Hope. So you don't walk this road, this faith alone because you need other guys and other guys need you. Someone's missing out on an opportunity because you're not there. Your experience, who you are, your background. 
as difficult or as easy or as insignificant as you might think or as, as rough as the past may have been, it's a testimony, not just for you, but for other people. Allow God to continue to speak into that. Step in, guys. I'm here with you. I'm gonna be doing it as well. All right, we need to be doing this together. I'm gonna move on to not just asking, but asking for ourselves, asking for others, but yielding, yielding to the Lord. In the first century, um, King Charlemagne, King Charlemagne um, went on crusades to spread Christianity. You may have remembered this in, in history, but there's the interesting fact about King Charlemagne is King Charlemagne, he wanted to spread Christianity by giving everybody the option. Either you can confess Christ and be baptized or we'll cut off your head. That was pretty much uh, how he spread Christianity. And what they did is they, they brought the... Um, they brought the, the soldiers in to be baptized, okay? And so what the soldiers did is to be baptized. They were baptized, but they would take their swords out of their sheaths and they would be baptized with their hand raised so their hand and their arm and their sword were not baptized. So they could do the will of God with the other one and they could, they could do whatever killing they needed to do with their hand because it wasn't baptized, so the rest of them was holy, but this one thing wasn't. Now, we may chuckle, but how often do we do that? We're holding something in our hand that we don't want to give over to the Lord. There's something we want to hold. We, you, we'll be baptized, we'll, we'll give everything to the Lord, but there's this one thing. Maybe there's, it's your time. What are you holding on to? What's unbaptized, if you will, in your life? Is it your finances? Are you holding back on God? Is it your time? Is there someone that, that's in need, but you don't, want, you don't have the time to spend to, to reach out to them? Maybe God's moving in your life to, to see the need. Maybe God's actually showing you the need so you can meet the need. Is it your kids? Maybe you're holding your kids back, your finances, relationships. There's so many things that we as believers will hold back from the Lord, but he wants us to yield those things to him. He wants us to yield those things to him. We're gonna close at this time. I'm gonna invite the band up if they could take a moment. <clears throat> what I hope we realize is that as we pray, God wants us to come to him and give us, and he wants to have us tell him what our needs are. He wants that relationship with us. What's amazing about that is when we do, we engage the supernatural in our life and we are able to move beyond just who we are and what we're able to accomplish, and it's a supernatural, supernatural thing that happens when we step into that relationship with the Lord and we bring him into our situations. This morning, I don't know what God is challenging you. I don't know how he is working in your life, what things you've been asking him for, what things you need to yield to him.
But I want to take a moment, just as we're closing today, why don't you stand with me? As we close today, we're going to end with this song, Make Room. And you can sing this song, or you can just take a moment and listen to this song and use this as a prayer and insert whatever you need to insert to make room for him. Are you holding back on something? Is there a request that you're needing to bring to him? He's able to meet that need. He's able to help empower you to move beyond that and to accomplish all that he has for you.